0: Hello, and welcome to Marking Out with my girlfriend.
1: This is my girlfriend, Erin. This is my girlfriend, Kat. And I don't have a clever intro this week. I'm sure i could come up with something hold on give me like a minute <laughs>
0: okay could just do a maki and say we're here motherfuckers
1: what's maki ito's thing that she says oh my god who's the cutest wrestler and then the crowd sh- shouts back ito-chan it's very cute is that what they're all saying yeah
0: okay because i don't speak japanese at all so it all just kind of goes over my head
1: <laughs> My favorite
0: <laughs> Sorry we're not going to get into the Maki Ito talk yet
1: Thank you for stopping by And dropping by with the follow It hey. was a pleasure to have you on that Everyone is Matt Hardy episode I can't wait till yes. it gets public So everyone can hear it But for now Available on Patreon.com All it takes is $2 Erin, we've got a lot to talk about
0: We also have a list of things to get to
1: Yes we do so let's do them in order.
0: We did this properly this time, like real podcasters. So, first things first.
1: What the fuck?
0: What the fuck? What the fuck? Is this allowed? Is, is that allowed? It, it has to be allowed. It, it's got to be at this point. Otherwise, a lot of people are in a lot of trouble. So where do we want to start with this? You know what? Let's go... With last Friday night, last Friday night, um, last Friday night, there was a ex lovers spat over Twitter. That's
1: that's right. The golden lovers engaged in messy gay Twitter drama
0: <laughs> with Michael Nakazawa um, translating what they said. Yep, yep,
1: yep. <laughs> it was messy. It, it was, was. if you it's the epitome of drama gaze.
0: Yeah. They're just pulling everyone into it with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the the, the summary of the whole thing was basically Coda Ibushi saying, I don't want to put up with you like this. Yeah. In a lot more words and a lot more references to being a god, Coda's just done with this shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mhm,
0: and Kenny acting like he doesn't care. We know they're both lying. So. Of
1: course, they're both lying. There's, there's a lot going on.
0: So yeah, that happened throughout Friday night. I think Coda got the last barb in on Tuesday this week. Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember. Either way,
1: they keep referring to each other as kings and. Their various promotions as their kingdoms, and it's like. Yep. Very, very, like, very fey court drama.
0: Yep. No, they're definitely hamming it up. They're trying to impress each other.
1: Michael Nakazawa is translating Kenny and Coda's love letters to each other, but this time for the audience instead of for each other, because Kenny responds fey, as in, like, fairies. Yep. The thing that. Uh, Nakazawa pointed this out too He woke up, read it, and replied to it In Japanese Yep. <laughs> but he replied to Nack's translation
0: Yep. It's just, it's so messy It's so much And that wasn't all that happened on Friday actually Because last Friday we had The start of Fight Forever I wasn't gonna get into that, but uh on new japan power that's right showed up and that is true made a formal accepting of kenta's
1: challenge challenge because he's got the briefcase
0: so yeah we, we have people showing up in places they shouldn't be and then on wednesday we had the biggest surprise yet in kenta showing up on aew
1: kenta showed up on aew and hit moxley with the gts
0: in full bullet club gear. Bullet Club, if you will. I won't, but okay. <laughs> Thank you, Icy, for reminding me. Yeah, there was a social media exclusive afterwards where Kenny goes up to him. He's like, Oh yeah, brother Switchblade didn't tell me anyone was, was showing up. Thanks for the help. And N- Ken's told him straight up the fuck off.
1: I'd like to point out that at no point in bullet club history have they referred to each other as brother. That's not a Bullet Club thing. That's just a Kenny Omega cult thing.
0: Yeah. It's also a Matt Hardy thing. Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. So I'm just going to say this right now so I have a record of it in the future. (laughs) If this turns out to be a broken Matt Hardy fever dream leaking into reality, I'm right. (gasps) Hire me. Give me money. (laughs) Oh my god. How would that- how would that work, though? I don't care, that's not my job to figure that out. Does the door- I got the ending.
1: Does (laughs) the door get closed after that?
0: The forbidden door just closes.
1: Creak, slam, sit. Quote, a genius comedian who's no longer with us. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, like, we haven't even gotten into the other fun parts of Dynamite from last week. Kip and Penelope had
0: their wedding and they actually had their wedding. Yes, they actually had their shoot wedding too, but they they, they like actually got to do their vows and everything before being interrupted. That yes. never happens in wrestling weddings.
1: I know. It's on al- it's almost like they're actually shoot married.
0: <laughs> but I okay, so for all of the shit as I've dubbed it mm-hmm. going on, I did prefer, prepare a little essay. I if I could get a couple minutes to read that.
1: Yes, you can.
0: Okay. The essay is titled, What the Fuck? Aptly. (laughs) So, we are potentially sitting at the crux of like a revolution in pro wrestling Mm
2: -hmm. where
0: up to five national companies are in some kind of working agreement with each other. Mm. AEW, New Japan, Pro, Impact, NWA, at least as far as their women's title goes, and possibly Tokyo Joshi Pro, who is the sister company to DDT, which was the company where Kenny Omega got his name known.
1: Kenny, I believe, is still also the AAA champion.
0: Oh yeah, I've got that later on. Mm.
1: <laughs> so technically, there's what, like, six major. Pro- Do we count NWA as a major promotion? When they come back, they. Can- I. I don't know if it's a when so much as an if.
0: Yeah. We'll have to wait and see on that, unfortunately. Billy Corgan says he wants them to come back. I want them to come back. The
1: landscape is always better for having more wrestling federations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: More and a wider variety of.
1: Yes. It's not so, yeah, everyone's going to book stuff the same.
0: We've got the Good Brothers on AEW. We've got Kenny going to Impact. Private Party are the number one contenders for the Impact tag titles. Mm-hmm. Kenta showing up on AEW. Just bullet club merch and signage everywhere. And the NWA Women's Champion being a staple on a nationally syndicated broadcast, as well as an international women's tournament for the number one contendership of AEW's title. hmm Women's title. And that's not even counting the storm of social media that's been happening. Since the impact thing has started.
1: If I may yes. interrupt for a moment. we all, That's also not counting the fact that AEW is starting to do intergender matches.
0: Possibly, yeah. It's they like, have... it's
1: Cody and Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill and Shaq.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see if they do it like an actual intergender match. Or if it's more like the old WWE style where the men can only wrestle the men. And one and a tag for one side is a tag for both. It was very silly and overly complicated.
1: Yes. Well, let's hope that Cody gets
0: it. Hopefully. So, and then all of this is a direct result of John Moxley, mm-hmm. because Mox is the New Japan Pro Wrestling U.S. Champion and has a defense against Kenta that's been. Lined up and issued and reissued for a little while now, but because of, one, the pandemic, and two, Mox's AEW contract doesn't let him work New Japan shows in the U.S. So, you can't defend a title if you can't get to the country where you can defend it.
1: Right, but this isn't a case where the match has been booked like it was for that time he got rained out.
0: Yeah. So what you have through this is New Japan and AEW had to open up talks again. Mm -hmm. They had to work out a solution where Mox could show up on a U.S. New Japan show, Power, and do something with Kenta and for Kenta to get on AEW programming for this, which very much leaves it open to more New Japan people showing up in AW. Sorry, I do want to
1: point out Mox's yep. greatest fear. <laughs> because there's someone who he's lost to before in New Japan.
0: Yep. A lot of people don't want to admit it, but Mox has a loss in New Japan. Mm-hmm. At the hands of the sinister, the devious, the deadly, Horu Yep.
1: Torayano is Mox's greatest fear in this world. Mm-hmm. Real quick to interrupt. Sorry, I'll let you finish after this. I really <laughs> want to see Torayano versus Orange Cassidy in a first one to enter the ring loses match. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. I would totally be on board with it. So. The atmosphere here is, this is an event that for the past 30 years of watching wrestling I couldn't fathom happening because for so long any company that got up to a national level had their own motivations and privacy and paranoias where they would hold on to whatever they could. And with WWE WWE buying out WCW and ECW in 2001 and completely fucking up that whole thing, it seemed like a place the wrestling world shouldn't be. It might be better if they were separate and didn't really interact just so they could keep themselves going. And through this, WWE and their Monopoly Stagnated the wrestling world for those 20 years that it's been. They mm-hmm. acquired more companies and hoarded talent. And it made sense because that was the only place you could be guaranteed a regular good paycheck. If you made it to WWE, you were set. Right. You hear this from a lot of guys in the aughts and the early tens where there was a lot of people in the back of a WWE show sitting and trying not to get noticed so they could just collect their paycheck and leave
1: right because even at the like bare minimum of the wwe pay scale if you're if you're not being asked to wrestle because you're just kind of hiding in the back and hoping they forget that you're under contract Mm -hmm. you're getting 50 grand a year like not a small chunk of change versus what you earn as an independent wrestler yep Indie wrestling is not a well-paying business.
0: So yeah, if you were a talent, you would take that offer. If you were a promoter in that time, you were terrified of WWE buying up your regulars. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Or even worse, moving in and starving you out. Mm -hmm. Which was the case in the UK when NXT moved over and was very much scared for Japan when NXT was announced for over there as well. But in these last 10 years, the indie scene in the US at least, has really seen a resurgence through the work of the Young Bucks, of Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Chris hey, Hero. <laughs> yeah. sorry, it's a yeah, verbal tech. And there's been a landscape shift where wrestlers were able to build a more stable living working independently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Still not as good, but you might not starve in your car. You know, And because of the Bucks, like, merchandise is a thing.
1: Yeah, no, indie wrestler merch is a huge part of how they make their money. And, and it's that... because it comes down to the Bucks being the pioneers of that
0: merch empire. Yeah, they were so smart with how they handled it. Because if you saw them one month and then saw them two months later, they'd have different stuff for you to buy. <laughs> it wouldn't just be the same shirts. Mm-hmm. And so we're at a time where it looks like the rest of the wrestling world is growing and communicating and working together while the Monopoly is off to the side.
1: Right. Losing out on opportunity after opportunity because there's a better alternative out there. Yeah. uh, Even though the last time we did have an episode, we talked about AEW fucking up and losing Priscilla Kelly.
0: Yeah. Like, they get some wins, but In the grand scheme like even with triple h coming out was a month ago when the impact thing started and saying oh yeah we're willing to work with anyone it's like you're too late they've already been talking for a year also maybe six months
1: also no you're not you're not even willing to let your talent work on their own
0: they're independent contractors
1: who have no independence yeah I don't understand how you can let go of an independent contractor, right? Let go of someone who you pay with a 1099 and then also hold them to a 90-day no-compete.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. It should be unenforceable. I'm not a lawyer or an accountant, so I don't have an prof- professional opinion on that. So, yeah, like just looking at what we have going right now is Kenny throwing out a mention to... Brother Switchblade with Kenta. We have Kenny holding a AAA title for quite a while now. Kenny has an open title shot in DDT for the KOD Openweight title. Jay White and his attention-grabbing performance after Wrestle Kingdom and his surprising comeback after the Rumble, where people thought he was going to show up. You have Kota Ibushi Going out saying he's become god And wants to unify The IWGP intercontinental And heavyweight titles And As fans we are getting Pulled in so many directions And doing so Much theory crafting of our dream Events that Could potentially happen If this Plays out in a way People like Mm -hmm. In a way that is mutually beneficial
1: it's a, to, it's, it's a situation where it, Not to interrupt you again That's I apologize okay. It's a situation where The industry has realized That it is mutually beneficial For all of them To build hype across their companies Wrestling, unless you've got shows That are right up against each other NXT Is, is not something that long? Has to be a zero-sum game wrestling can be something that builds on the brand, working with other brands to make a better product, diversifying both the style of wrestling you see, and also not to be a capitalist about it, but you're diversifying the risk. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not on one company to hold all of those people and hope that they can figure out what to do with them week in and week out. It's not all yeah. on one company to have infinite shows to put these people on. It's not all on one company to vet people. The only thing that I I don't like that a lot of the framing around Impact has been AEW is going to buy Impact. AEW is going to buy NWA. Yes. That, that thinking, throw it out. Roll it no. up in a ball, put it in the trash because we don't need that kind of thinking anymore when there's a better way to do things like how things used to be done with the territories but on a national scale
0: yeah like the box are pretty much taking the indie mindset from the start of the tens where you were your character and you went around and you were that person and people learned your history and what to expect and you had rivalries on one side rivalries on the other rivalries in Germany and they're just bringing that to a nationally syndicated level. That's all they're doing. And it's completely changing the world.
1: It's making wrestling into something that it hasn't been for decades.
0: Yep, And it's really cool. AEW has been priming us for this since they started. They've never been afraid to talk about wrestlers past. And what achievements they have outside of AEW. hmm Yeah. And to go back with what you're saying, with the idea of buying up Impact and it was like, no, we don't want AEW to buy up the companies because we just have the same problems before. We want them to invest in those companies for the betterment of everyone.
1: Right. And then you're not expecting one big multi-billion dollar company to be... The be all end all, the one route that you can go to. Yep. You we there shouldn't be two routes to success in professional wrestling. There shouldn't be that that just should not be when there's the option to have so many ways to be successful and still work with the people that you want to work with, mm-hmm. uh, but rip to Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah. We'll honestly have to see what happens with the Ring of Honor. They are doing their bubble system right now to film their uh, weekly, bi-weekly shows and their pay-per-views. And, like, I get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you, you want to keep your people safe. You want to keep them healthy. ROH was the first one to shut down at the start of the pandemic. They were the last one to put any thought into coming back. I, I get it. Like, I, I hold mm-hmm. nothing against ROH
1: no roh should be like should be praised for the way that they've taken care of their talent first and foremost
2: mhm
1: excuse me i drank water weird <laughs> um no like the the idea that like you can have a system where people are able to work Truly, as independent contractors, Mm-hmm. and like it, you, it, it, the indie mindset, and how that indie mindset built success for people like the Bucks. Yep. People, I mean, like the indie mindset is clearly working for guys like Danhausen. Danhausen is for... very much
0: just recreating the Bucks. Strategy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, with a couple more
0: catchphrases. Yeah. He's much funnier about it. He's not Christian AF.
1: No, he's Satanic AF.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna tweet at Dan Housen (laughs) to make a shirt for
1: that. Satanic AF. (laughs) Colt Cabana, obviously, was also part of that, like, Young Bucks Colt Cabana was the
0: first wrestling podcast.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We are here directly because of Colt Cabana. Like, there's... There's a lot that... The wrestling world would not have without all of these really impressive pioneers who are now literally taking what the business was, bringing it out back, and killing it.
0: We're going all gallery.
1: <laughs> and then
0: chucking it in a fucking dumpster because nobody needs that shit. No. It's an outdated model. It doesn't actually help anyone.
1: An outdated. It didn't. Mm. That's not true. It helps exactly one person.
0: Does it, or does he just not realize it's failing?
1: It has helped him make multiple billions of dollars. Okay, that's fair. It works when your only concern is enriching yourself. That's why I don't like WWE. But like, that's I'm the
0: too communist.
1: A l- yes, <laughs> that's the like again when when the time comes for the class war and we have to parody tony khan Mm -hmm. i'll feel a little bit bad about it because at least the impression i get is that tony khan's primary goal with aew hey erica tony khan's primary goal is make good wrestling it's not to like win at any sort of war that's why they're you know jericho is the demo god but tony khan doesn't talk about ratings versus nxt it's not his goal his goal is to put on a good wrestling show because that's what he likes to watch there's a reason that the guys respect him a lot
0: yeah he knows what he's doing on this television level Mm -hmm. he's a good brain to have behind the wrestling creativity that they have in the rest of the company
1: absolutely like, very much someone who is backing up the skills of the people he's hired.
0: Yeah, like Aizu said, he's a super fan and has been booking since <sighs> he knew it was a thing. hmm Yeah. It, it is a kind of a, a weird switch when you're a younger wrestling fan to go, Wait, this is all fake. There is a guy in the back that tells him, You do this and you do this and it goes like that. And, and you kind of want to do that. Because <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it sounds real cool. I would be terrified to book an actual show because I have no idea what I'm doing. But you'll be... But you would know I'm gleeful as hell doing it.
1: Yeah, no, it's fucking really good. It's so nice to see that change.
0: Yeah. It's a huge attitude shift from...
1: An attitude adjustment?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) It it's such a huge attitude shift from the eighties to a couple years ago that is just so refreshing as a fan to see.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like so Yeah, I think that's our rant on <laughs> the globalization of wrestling.
1: <laughs> it's for sure a very, very good change to have. I will Absolutely never complain about something like that because that's just the amount of good that is that does for wrestling. I'm so excited just to see what could possibly come next,
0: but yeah, this whole landscape is completely unpredictable. Like, I saw Mox and Kenta on New Japan Power, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or at least the clips of it. It's like I couldn't tell you Kenta was going to show up this week. I couldn't tell you who's gonna tell another Bullet Club member to fuck off. Just so weird. And I love it.
1: Yeah, it's weird but it's good.
0: Yeah. It's cool. I I have no clue what to expect next Wednesday. Heck, next Tuesday. I don't know what... I don't know what to expect tomorrow. I could wake up and there'd be a hold of a Twitter storm between Coda and yeah there could be (laughs) and i'm super excited about it okay should we get away from this from the shit (laughs) as i've dubbed it
1: yeah we could do that
0: so last weekend was a another actual wrestling event that i couldn't have predicted seeing a few years ago
1: yeah that was last week was Act. I've got a headache just thinking about it I've also had a headache all day
0: Yes you have But like that show Was something else So yeah GCW put on A show called Fight Forever That ever. ran for tw- And ever That ran for 24 Mostly Consecutive hours It was mm-hmm. a couple hiccups but like We were really excited for the collective last year because that was a big collection of a bunch of different companies. Mm-hmm. So, that it was that, with more.
1: <laughs> it was that, but consecutive.
0: Yep. It was a very epic event, yeah. And so, I I don't know how you wanted to go through this. I've got, like, my top five matches that I saw, because I didn't watch all 24 hours. Neither did I. I wasn't I tried going to make it. I <laughs> tried to watch as
1: much as I could, but I was too tired um yep. okay so let's go through i didn't take notes and i forgot because i was busy this week with doing hot girl shit to break down my five favorite matches and by hot girl shit i mean that live stream on tuesday because that consumed yeah. all of my attention for most of the week because i was oh, very god. nervous
0: and you killed it <laughs> i know i did okay so even no- god can be nervous So, in no particular, I've got Oreo Speedwagon versus The End from Effie's Big Gay Block, Mm -hmm. where Oreo Speedwagon got destroyed by Perro and Odinson.
1: In a very- but, like, they got destroyed in a really good way, like a way that made them look good in getting destroyed, Yeah, which is difficult
0: to do. It was framed like a squash match. They didn't get a whole lot of offense- but they never really stopped tr- trying, which is awesome to see. It's one of the reasons Ori Speedwagon is one of my favorite tag teams.
1: hmm. It's just like, it was a fun match to watch. It, it, the whole Big A block was very good, too. Like, oh, yeah. Let's not undersell that. Like, there were a lot of very good matches.
0: hmm. Well, another one from before that block was the Camp Leapfrog Supernetico. The
1: Camp League Frog cibernetico was probably my favorite match from that whole weekend.
0: I can see it, yeah. It's definitely right up there. It's, it's either that or Alley Cat and Willow Nightingale. Alley
1: Cat and Willow Nightingale during the Hot Girl Shit block was also very good. Yeah. I, like, But there's something about getting to watch a Cibernetico
0: match because they're so rarely done and one so big like this and was 9 on 9 the amount of
1: like what the fuck <laughs> moments that i had during that severnico <laughs>
0: like like abby j getting two eliminations
1: abby j getting two eliminations
0: still on... like jumping off the balcony well being bulldogged off the balcony still like
1: getting bulldogged off the balcony like she took some bumps that's another thing we need to talk about. Still Life had new ring gear.
0: It looks amazing. And so does she. Yeah.
1: Like, oh
0: <laughs> and the other big one before you keep going about Still Life was um a very good professional wrestler being pinned. hmm By Boomer.
1: hmm A second time. Yeah. It's like it's like a Kaylee versus Shroud. <laughs>
0: that is such a narrow-casted reference.
1: So, uh, for those of you who listen and don't know our friend Kaylee, um, she streams at twitch.tv slash OKOHKAY. You can also find her stream by going to boomer. She owns the website OK.Boomer. So Kaylee used to play, and still does, play a lot of PUBG, Kaylee, much like Boomer versus Dasher, is 2-0 against Shroud. She has killed Shroud twice and never been killed by Shroud. Boomer has pinned a very good professional wrestler twice.
0: Well, he's pinned him once and submitted him once.
1: Defeated him, then. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, good for Boomer.
0: (laughs) We have to to let Kaylee know she got a shout out now. (laughs) So the next match that I want to bring up has still life in it again against MV Young and Ace Perry back on Effie's Big Gay Block. Oh my god, that was such a good match. Yep. MV Young was kind of a dick through the thing, breaking up a lot of pins and submission holds, and just, you know, not letting people have fun, really.
1: Look, when you are the Polly Ann King, no one else is allowed
0: to win. I mean, that's fair, because he did win. And then I have mentioned Alley Cat and Willow Nightingales. Mm-hmm which was great, because it looked like Willow got a neck injury, and Alley Cat got knocked out at some point. They went hard. Oh, yeah. This is... This is a long match, and it's a brutal one.
1: And Alley Cat gave, like, a little speech afterwards. <laughs>
0: Where she sounded drunk.
1: <laughs> Where she sounded drunk, because I think she just took a bump to the head and definitely was, was a, a little woozy. <laughs> yeah, no. Because I'm doing this with some guy's money. <laughs> it's a it's a sight to behold
0: and the last one i have on here is the rep versus thick and juicy from for the culture that was also very good yeah unfortunately for the culture got their beginning half cut off by the power being off in the facility which sucked but we made it back for a couple matches they're worth going back on like go find them on youtube they're mm-hmm. amazing the whole weekend was
1: worth watching.
0: Yes, and a special shout out to Sleep Deprived Effie's promo before his match.
1: So yeah, that was a it was just all around a good weekend for wrestling. So we got to show some people what hardcore matches look like with all those light tubes. Oh god. I forget who had the match, but it was there were a lot of light tubes that got used.
0: Yeah, no, I it was on after for the culture.
1: Yes, this was at like yeah. midnight.
0: This was like f- the third show on the roster. Yeah, no. So, okay, we've been over this. I don't like hardcore matches, I don't have the stomach for them. But when they just start grabbing light tubes and going bop, I break out laughing.
1: <laughs> it's very funny. It's just <laughs> it's like, like. This is the silliest bonk, thing I've ever bonk, seen. Bonk,
0: <laughs> bonk, bonk, bonk. I watch wrestling and prefer when it has ghosts and zombies and magical growth and stuff. And two guys just going BOP <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> so yeah, special shout out to that.
1: Oh gosh. It was a good it was a good 24 hours
0: and like I don't regret losing sleep for it. No. It was definitely worth it. I should go back and check some of the events that were overnight. Mm-hmm. Just to see what was missed there. But I just haven't had time yet. Because I have a day job. Who has a shoot job in this economy? Me and you. And not a whole lot of other people. A lot
1: of people. A lot of professional wrestlers have had to take shoot jobs because of it. Anyway.
0: Anyway. (laughs) We were just talking about the effects of a better wrestling environment. Especially for the independent market.
1: Yeah. No, I mean like. It was a lot of really good wrestling. During the hot girl shit block. Molly McCoy had a match. That was a lot of fun too. Oh, Molly
0: McCoy and Lady Frost, yep.
1: Yeah, like getting to see Molly McCoy versus Lady Frost was good. Um yep. I did also Photoshop a picture of Molly McCoy earlier
0: this week. <laughs> yep, there was a picture taken of her coming up the turnbook, I think. hmm So you photoshopped all of the background out? <laughs> and now it's Mokoi's preferred promo picture
1: oh that's not the picture I fo- that's not the picture I meant to talk about the one that I photoshopped is oh. this one. Oh yeah so Ugh. during the f- when nem lawyers get a hat trick who oh, I'm missing right now actually the Gritty comes I out Greedy comes out and he throws a big ass hat and that's the best filly that you'll get out of me The Gritty throws a giant hat onto the ice. That doesn't just sound like Tina. Tina has a completely different vowel shift. The Philly vowel shift is... Oh, I can hear it.
0: It's also the voice you do for Greg.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: From A Night in the Woods.
1: Pittsburgh sounds nothing like Philly.
0: No. (laughs) Even I know that, and I just started. Anyway. So yes, we had fun with that. Like... Honestly, that whole block of Saturday morning is definitely worth going back and watching. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely going to recommend the Cibernetico out of everything else. I agree. So. Yeah, I've got my recommendations for this show this week because I don't have anything else to fill in this time like I did last time. But because February is Black History Month, I wanted to throw out some notable matches of black wrestlers. So I'm gonna throw out two for each episode this this month because we only do two. But the first one you'll find is Vader versus Ron Simmons for the WCW title, which is a match that wasn't supposed to begin originally. It was originally gonna be Sting in there. Like normal for WCW around this time. They just threw Sting into everything. But he wasn't able to, so they put Ron Simmons in, who may be better known as WWE's Farouk. And to see him get that opportunity and become, like, the first black world champion was absolutely mind-blowing. Even back in, what was this, 91, 92, I believe it was. So, yeah. I'm going to throw that out. And, damn! I'm also going to throw in Trisha Dora and Big Swole for a more modern. One? That's not the one I meant to put in, actually. (laughs) That's just the next to my list. (laughs) Uh, I'll throw it in anyway. So, yeah, this is Trishador and Big Swole. A much more modern match of a current AEW uh, wrestler. And the Pan-African Champion. There's a lot to that title name, but I can't remember it. And I'm actually really sorry. (laughs) See if I can find the other one. (laughs) I'm actually going to throw in a really old one. This is one I originally planned to. This is Bobo Brazil and Ric Flair from 1977. It is a match where Ric Flair is still rather new. So you actually see Bobo Brazil being the veteran in this and just throwing him around and doing whatever he wants. It's a really neat contrast, I find, to the Ric Flair we usually know now who is the veteran. And also one of, like, the first African-American wrestlers to gain real notoriety on more than just a territorial scale. So yeah, that's my accidentally three recommendations this week.
1: Why don't we head over to the mid-roll and find out? Mid-roll, mid-roll. Everybody's talking about the mid-roll Mid-roll, mid-roll It is really gay Listen up nerds, Marking and With My Girlfriend The best wrestling and or tangent podcast on the internet Has a new affiliate
0: That's right, we're now affiliated with Independent Wrestling TV
1: And let me tell you, we clawed our way up to this deal We earned it with blood, sweat, and tears And guess what, they are stuck with us
0: if you visit iwtv.live/go/so-says-media and enter code so-says-media, you get 5 days of all the best independent wrestling for free. After that, it's only $10 a month to watch live events and the entire back catalog.
1: By using our promo code so-says-media, you get all that free trial to watch our favorites like GCW, ICW No Holds Barred, and H2O.
0: Or something not hardcore like Beyond, Pure J, and Black Label Pro.
1: Now go watch some wrestling, dweeb, because we're not going anywhere until you do. So, anyway, now that we've gotten Aaron's recommendations out of the way. Early. Yeah, I know, right? We're gonna talk, we're gonna circle back to talking about Maki Ito. So, Maki Ito's character is finely crafted over years of kind of her failing in a lot of ways. Like, it's, it's interesting because a lot of what has motivated her success is past failure. So, Maki Ito originally was an idol. Idols are a thing in Japan where Cute girls join bands as long as they can sing kind of okay and can dance. And people are obsessed with them because they are cute girls. Yes, Aaron?
0: Is it kind of like a boy band in that way?
1: A little bit, yes. Okay. Like, idol culture is very... It's a lot more produced than a boy band. And, like... There's different kinds of idols, too. Right? So, like, there's there's musical... I mean, like, most idols are going to sing. But there's, like, virtual idols that you see. Um, VTubers are a perfect example of idol culture in Japan. So if you, like, watch people like Korone or Okayu or Pekura... I watch a lot of VTubers. That's... <laughs> that's idol culture but with virtual characters rather than human people they all they all do like you know they all have very specific kinds of like hooks to them peko and do like various different things that they have you know talent for wrestling idols are a thing wrestling <laughs> idols are a thing video game idols are a thing there's a whole. It's a whole thing. Now, the, there's there's some weird parts of idol culture that they don't talk about when people talk about how much idols are like a big deal in Japan, and a little okay. bit more of a big deal in the U.S. and Western audiences slowly. Idols are not allowed to date. Like, if you are in an idol group, you cannot have a partner. Okay. Because. It sells the fantasy of being accessible to the fans. That dream that maybe one day I could date Ito-chan.
0: Oh! It's like the barbershop quartet from The Simpsons. I don't remember that episode. (laughs) They tell Homer to play down his marriage so the Swedish girls will think he's available. (laughs) Gotcha.
1: So, like, yeah, no, it's a very weird thing, Idols have very, very strict rules by which they live. They have very intense work schedules. Japan has a very odd work culture. hmm Like, there's a term in Japanese that is also in English, but not a phrase in English, but it's an English phrase in Japanese. The salaryman. Okay. Zero from Chikora, his gimmick is being a salaryman. Right, like he wears the black tie and white shirt and everything. That, that's like the typical image of a salary man.
0: The very professional-looking nine-to-fiver.
1: But they're not nine-to-fivers in Japan. Oh. In Japan, a salary man is expected to stay at work until every single one of his seniors has left. You cannot leave before someone's more senior than you. You are expected to stay at work until you fall asleep at your desk. You're, like, expected to not go home for dinner. Because after you leave, the expectation is that you go out for drinks with everyone you work with. You go home to change your shirt, change your tie, maybe change your suit, and then come back and do it all again.
0: That is hell
1: yes it is literally the per like the whole thing about being a salaryman is that you are so dedicated to your company that nothing else in your life matters and then you go home and then you go out to a a, you go to an izakaya and you get pissed drunk and you fall asleep on the train with your head with your tie around your head It's a miserable culture.
0: I thought the production-obsessed frat boys from the start of the pandemic were bad, but holy shit.
1: Like, it is the expected career choice for young men. This is the default work culture. It's seen as, like, unprestigious if you don't. Move into a white collar office job and spend your entire life at that job. So it's generally considered a very toxic work culture. Idols have that same kind of work culture just for cute girls.
0: Uh, I don't like this anymore.
1: (laughs) But it's that. it's it's something that, you know, it, it, to 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 us is weird and like uncomfortable. It's just the norm in Japan. Yeah. There's a bunch of other issues with idol culture that I don't want to get into cuz we're here to talk about Maki Ito. Uh Maki Ito started out in an idol group called Link LINQ in their second generation of singers. Now, it's important to note that idol groups, much like Hololive, have different generations. Much like what? Hololive, the VTuber company. Okay. So, it's a very weird sort of thing where you have, like, because it's less common with VTubers, but it is more common with regular idols. You will age out of being an idol. I know that part. And you... It's not very old that you age out. Like you got till twenty six at most.
0: I know that one because that was a big issue with baby metal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because what are their names? Suzuka, I think so. She'd hit that like peak top age, and was announced to leave in the group when. There was a fan revolt of this is metal. You don't gotta fucking do that.
1: (laughs) Right. This is metal. You don't need to replace your idols. Yeah. You don't need to toss them out like yesterday's jam. So she's still in the band. Good. So anyway, Maki Ito was in Link for a while. Link, when she was very young, had her... Do a couple of shows for DDT specifically at a lumberjack, an idol lumberjack match.
0: That sounds like something DDT would do. Mm -hmm.
1: Very weird. It got her into wrestling though. So she then starts down the path of doing more wrestling shows because she's told she's not a popular idol and unpopular idols get replaced that makes sense so she starts wrestling as a way to get more fans now it's a whole weird 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 thing she gets into wrestling she starts wrestling for tokyo joshi pro and has basically loses most of her matches Her gimmick is that she has to be the cutest wrestler and have the most fans. Now, she keeps losing matches as the, like, lowest-ranking, youngest member of the Tokyo Joshi Pro roster. Mm -hmm. You lose a lot. You gotta earn your stripes. You gotta job before you start winning, right? Like... Yep. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. A little bit more severe in Japan, but... That's how it goes. So, it is, at that point, Ito has a match against the newest member of the the of the Tokyo Joshi Pro roster, uh, a wrestler by the name of Mizuki. Mizuki beats, despite being the junior, beats Maki Ito. Because mm-hmm. Ito is less experienced with wrestling, and... It's kind of funny because it's still DDT. Yep. It's important to note that in this time Ito develops a persona where she is very rude and crass and it's hilarious. She's very American
0: influenced.
1: Yes. She starts to get over with the fans despite the fact that she keeps losing. And eventually she reaches this point where she loses that match to Mizuki. Mm -hmm. And he, she says to Mizuki after the match, wait, 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 you're good at this. I want you on my team. Will you become <laughs> the one member of the Ito Respect Army? <laughs> and she says, I'm, a fo- <laughs> I'm forming a new stable. And you're in it. It's called the Ito Respect Army, a group of two people. So that that moment alone sold me on her. Uh, But it's at this point that things start to go belly up for her idol career because Link puts her into their, like, junior group. It's a very odd situation. So Link starts a second group. Doesn't matter what they're called, but it is Tokiwo Ikiru. So she's put into what is effectively a musical theater focused group not a prestigious idol group and is told you need to help us sell a thousand tickets to this event or you're fired she goes out she wrestles in the street she yells at people she begs and she sells enough tickets to get them to a thousand tickets and they still fucking fire her
0: Jackasses
1: Because that 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 goal was designed for her to fail And they didn't care They didn't want her in the group anymore So she has to change her entrance music Because she can't use the music from a band she was just kicked out of She can't well, so She basically grabs Mizuki and the Ito Respect Army And turns them into an idol group They have a CD.
0: They have a CD. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a legit music group?
1: Yep. The music that we heard at the top of the episode, I know not a lot of people were here, but the music we heard at the top of the episode was actually Maki Ito's current entrance music. She sings her own entrance music because she's an idol. Fair enough. Now, the Ito Respect Army has its own very detailed, very, very heartbreaking story. Because, you know, they putter along, They don't do well. Ito spends a lot of her time trying to one-up Mizuki. (laughs) Tries to steal pins. At one point, they were set to win a match, and she broke up her own team's pins so she could get the pin.
0: Oh, no.
1: It's very funny. So, at a certain point in their careers, Mizuki is selected to be part of a random team's tag team tournament. And Mizuki's partner is none other than Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka, I know that name. Yuka then goes on to become hated by Ito. And there's a bitter rivalry between the three of them. It's like back and forth and back and forth, and Ito loses every single time. Partly due to her selfishness. But it results in some incredible matches as Ito tries harder and harder and harder to get better. She becomes a really proficient wrestler. Um, She does, however, have what I would call the probably silliest looking finisher. It is called the... She does a kokeshi headbutt, which is really just falling. (laughs) Very... Falling and landing on? It, it's a senton with your head.
0: Yep. So, Did she do it safer than Daniel Bryan? So much safer.
1: It's a whole lot of back and forth, and Mizuki and Ito eventually reunite and become friends again after they both admit that they truly respect and love each other, but in like a, you know, straight way. Because it's Japan and god forbid you're gay
0: girls are allowed to be just friends
1: girls are allowed to be just friends you're right but yeah so at this point ito's starting to see some success and everything like that but she has like this undercurrent of really really high quality storytelling about like her constant failure and need for validation in a very relatable millennial sort of way yeah all this time she's learning english which is great and fun because she's not just learning, like, typical English. She has a feature on her Twitter, New Words I've Learned, that she does every once in a while. Her most recent one was back in January on the 28th. I believe it was the 28th. Where her new words that she just learned were golden shower. (laughs) Now uh, the the important part of the charm of Maki Ito is exactly how crass she is. Because her constant the constant thing she does is flip people off. Her introduction to the AEW world was Hello motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: and Cody loved it.
1: <laughs> Cody loved it. There's just here's here's a tweet from her from January 19th. With the caption, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Rainbow unicorn lollipop. Basically, her style is a mix of comedy wrestling, Joshi-style idol wrestling, and good storytelling. I do have a couple of recommendations for you to watch to get a good vibe on Ito-chan. You should start with her match versus Su young
0: Yes. That is available for free one. on YouTube. Let me pull it up. You showed me that one, and it was very well wrestled. It was very intense, very full of character, and I loved it. I, I'm glad you, you sat me down for that one.
1: There's also her promo that she cuts with Thunder Rosa, which also is really a very good example of her character work. Mm-hmm. I just... I really love that promo. I'm so very excited for American to get to see Maki Ito wrestle because she's one of the funniest wrestlers out there. She's got a lot of heart, a lot of talent, and like I feel like her gimmick would do really well here.
0: Yeah, it it is definitely that very crass nature that especially u s audiences
1: mm-hmm. love it's it it works so well for her, and like I strongly recommend seeking out any of her other stuff in the the promo versus thunder Rosa. she does a lot of switching between Japanese and English in a way that's very funny <laughs> i just i i love her in such a it it's such a like purely chaotic character it's amazing.
0: People are going to get to see her because of the women's number one contendership tournament, along with some other rivals of hers. So, that could make for interesting mm-hmm. stories in those matches. Like Yuka Sakazaka, you said, is a big rival of hers. hmm. Then I've seen some clips of her with Asha Kong, who's also in the tournament. Yep, Asha Kong,
1: and... Yuka Sakazaki. I don't think she's wrestled with Emi Sakura before.
0: I'm sure that would be hilarious, though.
1: <laughs> I, I'm i gonna be honest, I don't get Ami Sakura's whole deal. I don't get it. The Freddie Mercury gimmick doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't work for me either, but he's a good wrestler.
1: Mei Suruga is also very talented, but also like cutesy in a cute way rather than Ito chan's cutesy in an aggressive way. <laughs> It just, it, it, everything that she does works so well. Mm Mm-hmm. It's such, she's developed such a good character, and she's developed a whole lot of very loyal fans. So the Ito Respect Army grows.
0: (laughs) It's such a good name. I love it.
1: Despite the fact that the stable only has two people. That's fine. I
0: love it. I probably love it more because of that.
1: That, I, I think that's the point. Um, (laughs) so that's all I have to say about um, Ito-chan for now we'll see more of her in AEW which I'm very excited for yeah other than maybe just mentioning that the chant that or her catchphrase is Sekai ich kawai noa which is who's the cutest in the world and the crowd answers Ito-chan and then she leaves
0: it's very good I'm so glad you've plugged on to her with such enthusiasm because oh, I, I want to see throughout the tournament like how she'll do now
1: if she's not eliminated in the first
0: round which is a very Ito result yeah no from what you tell me yep <laughs>
1: That's it, she's also been a champion in Tokyo Joshi so yeah she doesn't just lose no I, I just I really hope we get to see her headbutt spot Yes That's always a good one I love I, I, I love it Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about This week?
0: Uh, actually just Rolling off what you were talking about You sent me a mini documentary On Maki Ito before Yes And the YouTube channel it's on was Joe Shizzle yep. all, one, all one word
1: J-O watch- and then Shizzle If you remember how to spell <laughs> Shizzle
0: from middle school Yep. But I've been watching some of their other stuff mm-hmm. and kind of like understanding Tokyo Joshi a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Like there's and, the, what, 20-minute video on Shoko Nakajima?
0: Yeah. It, know, it's, it's kaiju, I already love her because I saw her last year. I just threw a piece of a... <laughs> <laughs> Closed in because it wasn't my head strong enough.
1: <laughs> it's worth watching to understand the appeal of Joshi. I think.
0: Yeah, like me looking at it, it looks like a magical girl anime put into a ring, mm-hmm. which gives me the same feeling as watching like Lucha Libre, where it's superheroes and angels and demons and gods in a ring or watching like Sue Young or Abaddon or Rosemary, where it's this extra special scenario that's mm-hmm. playing out. So that's very cool to me.
1: It also remind you of my live stream on Tuesday, where a I played bit. a magical girl. A little bit. On twitch.tv slash Roll20 app. I got paid for that, bruh.
0: <laughs> but I think that's all I had to say.
1: Yeah, I think that's all I have for this week. Did you wanna wrap do we wanna wrap things up?
0: I think we should wrap things up. You wanna do the thing?
1: Yeah, I'll do the thing for this week. Okay. Thank you all very much for watching. It has been a genuine pleasure. It has been a joy. Thank you all very much for coming. I will leave you with one final thing. Sekai Ich no kawaii! Ito chan. Bye everyone.
0: Out With My Girlfriend is a production of Sosa's Media. Check us out at SOSES.ca. Music has been provided by Sounds Like an Earful.
1: If you're joining us, what you just heard was Maki Ito's entrance music, Brooklyn the Hole, which she sang herself.
2: About Brooklyn?
1: Look, Aaron, there's
2: something you need to understand about idols.
1: And idol music. It doesn't have to make sense as long as the girl is cute.
0: Okay, well that's both my dating history too, so...